Hey everybody, so we are revving the Rough Stock podcast back up uh, mid-coronavirus lockdown. We recorded a couple um, when this first started, but those were pretty dark um, episodes. So we decided to um, save those or put those in the in the archive for now until we see how this all plays out. But yeah, this one's uh, a little bit more fun. Back on to our old shenanigans, as we say. And, um, you know, going through all this, hopefully you guys find some some comedy and value out of uh, our little chit-chat. So yeah, here it is, episode number 11 of Rough Stock. Um, remember to get us on Instagram at Rough Stock Podcast. Later. I'm here. Hello. It's happening. Dude. What's up, man? Just got done with a big Costco trip. Oh, I got to make one of those. Actually, I don't even know that I need to go to Costco. I just know I'm out of eggs and we only have one gallon of milk left. You know, we go to this place in Santa Ana called um, Laban Ranch. And they're, they're from Temecula, but they have a warehouse in Santa Ana. And uh, they've got really good eggs. They usually go to the Irvine Farmer's Market, but when all this started happening, they they opened up their warehouse to the public. Huh. It's a pretty good place. I think it's 13 bucks for a 30 count of eggs. 13 bucks for 30? That's not too much different than Costco. Yeah, and these are like those, you know, they're like those farm-raised eggs with like those really dark yolks. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, you betcha! We like right out the chicken's arse. Yeah, and then you can get you can get half chickens, and you can get um, thighs. They do five. It's usually four or five pack of thighs, and then uh, not 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 just thighs. Actually, it's whole legs. So it's a thigh and a drumstick, and there's five, uh-huh. four or five of those in a pack. I forget how much those are though. So we'll get those sometimes, and then I'll make a, a chicken dish that I like to make with those, and then the eggs we just are staple. We just keep them in the house. It's hard to keep eggs in my house. We go through a lot of eggs. Yeah, we do too. Oh, we go through easy half a dozen a day. Well, that's why I like going to that place because it's like a local, you know, California business and the quality yeah. is just it's just better. I mean, there's really just no comparison. No, I got to go all the way to Santa Ana though. That's outside of my five mile driving radius. Yeah, it's close for me. Well, what Melissa does is um, we'll we'll go and buy for like multiple people like we'll buy for some of her co-workers oh okay yeah so you could do like a haul yeah you so, take a you take the big car yeah maybe if you guys want to jump in on that one time i'll i'll get a pallet for you yeah, maybe could be worse but all right what's going on i hear that you're on your treadmill <laughs> oh you can hear it in the background <laughs> yeah but... i'll hear it i'll get off the treadmill no and uh... go and no 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 i'm off the treadmill <laughs> I will now get onto the spin bike. I don't think you'll be able to hear that one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like barely here. It's barely registering. But um... Well, I was on my treadmill. What's going, a on besides, walk. what's going on besides exercise? Um, nothing. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm sick of everything. I'm over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready for life to go back to normal. Yeah. I had like a little tantrum last night. I don't know why I just decided I was like all of a sudden, like I was all butthurt about everything. And so like I got in the shower and I got in my truck and I just went driving mm-hmm. and I came home like three hours later. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I showed up back home. Hey. Like I just had to go. Yeah, sometimes... I just needed to go and see something other. Like I said, my little five mile driving radius. I needed to see something different. Yeah. I needed to go somewhere different. I needed to realize that there are people still out there and life's still going on. And I was stoked about that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm all sure right. it didn't help when I came over there and vented all my frustration on you. <laughs> oh, that doesn't bother me. I just, I'm just, uh, I don't know. It's been 10 weeks of the same nonsense. I'm just over it. Yeah. It's, it's I'm over it all. Ready? I'm tired of this stay at home thing or lockdown or shelter in place or 
whatever horseshit thing they're calling it, mm-hmm. I'm over it. Yeah. I don't want to shelter. I want to go places. I want stores to open so I can go to stores. But, but BJ, uh, BJ, your grandma will die. Don't you know? No, nah, that lady's too fucking mean to die. Don't you oh, know? I wasn't supposed to cuss on these. Wait, don't you know if you go out there? <laughs> I know. The terrorist win. The terrorist win. Your grandma's going to die. Even though she's in a, everyone... even though she's halfway across the country, somehow, BJ, when you go outside <laughs> and you act like you're a normal human being, your grandma and everybody's grandma is going to die because you oh. don't love them really. I'm going to kill everybody's grandma by going outside? Yep. Sorry, guys. That's right. So, you know, just think about it, okay, man? It's just, like, it's the whole, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, the laws didn't change, and we still have the right to assemble, and, like, we don't have to stay home. Like, the First Amendment's still in play, even though the cooties are out there. Like, we're allowed to go places. Well, that's the thing, is what this is all doing is showing you, like, you know, there's that idea that your rights have to be tested, and the people that are i mean we as citizens are responsible for testing the government we're the ones that are supposed to say no that's not cool we're not doing that unfortunately right now it seems like the government's you know kind of winning that argument kind of seems like they are taking a bit of you know you're good you're gonna get it now bobby go back inside no i know you're not allowed out here yeah it's super frustrating like i just I'm not saying I want to go back to work. I'm just saying I want things to be open. <laughs> well, here's what I was thinking about today, specifically regarding to, to me and you and other guys like us, is I, I've been calling it, or I think of it as the wisdom of a grunt. And what that means to me is, like, how much of your youth did you spend just having some older gentleman tell you, pick that up and put that there? <laughs> <laughs> And you're sweating and you're young and you're like, I don't want to do this. But some older gentleman is paying you probably less than you need to be paid or not at all. And be, you're being told, hey, hey, grunt, pick that up, move it over there and then do it again with this. And all day, all day for however long it's going to take. <laughs> and I feel like I actually am cool with that. No, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I said it's the wisdom of being a grunt. So like. I think there's something to that, that manual labor, that going through stuff that you, I don't know. It's because it, it, the people that I talk to are really down for this, like lockdown and don't, aren't interested in it. You know, it, they're the people who've never had anything but like an office job. Well, I don't know. It's like, I mean, it's like a skewed I perspective. I feel like us big dumb dummies who have like had to live a different kind of life. We just, I don't know. We're like, no, nah, we're good. Like, let's just. Oh, it's like a little dangerous. Like, okay, we'll take it. I don't know. I don't know. I think that I think there's like all different walks of people are over this. All different walks of people are at the same time, though, all different walks like, oh, well, we better stay inside. We wouldn't want to get sick and die. You think so? You you don't think it's a split? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's as clear a split as that. Hmm. It's never a clear split. It always seems like it is. It always that's why we're in this like media political mess that we're in is because everybody like draws a hard line in the sand and they're like, you are either this or you are that mm-hmm. like, nah, everybody kind of wavers side to side. You have some people that play that game and they draw a hard line and no matter what the facts are on a situation, they're never going to change whatever idea they have. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the best way for me to describe it is when I look at stuff, I just go in with the idea of I don't know anything about anything. Hmm. And I kind of have a little bit of my own idea, but I can at least take the time to understand the other viewpoint hmm. and try to see the perspective, even though I may not necessarily agree with it. But I think that's kind of a big thing that we're missing right now is people with the ability to just kind of be like, okay, I can see where you're coming from with that. I don't agree with it, but I can at least see where your thought process came instead of like the other side where it's like, no, you're wrong. You're an idiot. Like, but why, why is it, what's your view? Like, I don't know. There, there's a lack of dialogue and an abundance of like know-it-alls. Yeah. Like I told you, I mean, I had, I mean, that's a good point. I had that call with, with my brother-in-law who's living in New York and 
you know, my breakneck reaction is always to be like, no, I'll take the risk. I'll take responsibility on myself. I'll, you know, it'll be on me, whatever. Like I'm not, but then, you know, I talked to him about it and, you know, their experience is completely different than what we're having. Like they actually, you know, they had a lot, they've had a lot more deaths and, um, you know, they, I mean, they're in, they're in those concrete buildings just stacked on top of each other. They can't even go outside. Yeah, there's their population density in New York City is like through the roof. Can you imagine how like, maddening that is? Like, even as, yeah, I can't imagine. I went and visited New York once and I was like, yep, that's good for me. I don't think I'll ever need to go that's, back. You know, that's funny. That's what I hear a lot. Like, um, my father in law said the same thing. He's like, yeah, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally not interested. Yeah, man. It's not a, it's not, I don't think that's a way that people should live, but I don't like crowds anyways. Like, like I like people. I like being around people, but I don't like crowds and I don't like an invasion of my personal space. And really all this social distancing is, is people being reasonable humans and giving people personal space. Yeah. Like I don't need you to touch me in the grocery store because you need to get six inches closer to the, the freaking checker so that you can start putting up your bread and your bananas. Like get away from me. Give me a little bit of space. I don't want to smell your breath or feel your breath on me. Mm. Like, like just get, just give people some space, be humans. Yeah. But we got in such this, we got in like such a hurry about being first and getting places as quickly as possible that we turned into like those little videos they have of like China and Japan where they're, they're shoving people onto subway yeah, trains starting subways. to make sure. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, just give people a little space. You know, don't cram 300 people into a restaurant. You know, yeah, only put 150 people in there. You know what? You're still going to be busy all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And plus, my thing right now is I'm a little bit butthurt because I've been trying to get some work done at, like, the house and on cars. And I'm convinced that even with this coronavirus situation, people, especially, I'm going to say laborers in general, are trying to, like, hit their quota on on one job Hmm. like instead of instead of having a reasonable price for a job and having many jobs or having enough work to continually work for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. they're like i gotta hit my quota on one job so yep i'm gonna need an arm and a leg to do this well it's it's supply and demand right i i don't demand it i'll just tell them to take their happy ass somewhere else <laughs> no i mean like the reason that they're doing that is is straight up supply and demand i mean yeah probably I, I a lot of under the impression that nobody else can do it or you that i can't do it myself well i don't even think it's that i think it's that a lot of people have your idea that well i don't have anything else to do maybe we should have someone come fix the house and they're like you know they're getting swamped with these requests so they're like okay well i, I can afford i mean i'm at i'm in demand right now so i can charge a premium this i mean it's not it's just capital, you know, capitalism I mean, at work. I, I know. I, I mean, I get it, but I just laugh at them and tell them to go somewhere else. Yeah. And they call me back like, well, that wasn't our best price. And I go, well, that was my, that was all the time you're getting from me, partner. Yeah. Good luck. I'll figure out how to do it myself. <laughs> but oh. yeah, it's a little bit chaotic, a little bit crazy. But really, yeah, you know, that's what it is. What are you going to do? I just want, I just want to go to restaurants again. And I don't even want to go to nice restaurants. I just want to go to like islands. <laughs> yeah, I mean anything. I want to. Anything I want to go want. get a burger and just sit and have somebody else bring it to me, and I don't want to have to cook it. Yeah, I mean any like I was saying, anything normal, um, you know, is is a premium now. Which, you know, I saw. Ooh, like I, this... I think was it you that put in the notes grateful or gratitude? Yeah, you know, and that's something yeah. that I, you know, I brought that up. I've been bringing it up to everybody I bump into when this stuff is going on. Is like. You know, I think I told you every day I wake up and I put in my journal, I write, I write three things that, uh, you know, that I'm grateful for and it's just a good practice. And then when this, this came down, it's like, well, there's nothing you can't be grateful for now. You know, like yeah. just the littlest thing, like you said, like going to a restaurant, going, you know, going out and, you know, to a park with your family, going out, you're just going out, like going out of the house in general, like, Oh, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful. I'm not in my house. Like, Right. So you can't avoid it now. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just so crazy. Like, there are people who have literally locked themselves in their home and haven't left. And we're at 10 weeks now. And, and the great city of Los Angeles is like, well, our, 
our shooting date is or our our goal date is going to be fourth of july like oh congratulations <laughs> come celebrate your independence by being allowed out of your homes finally well there's a weird cultural question we're california we're in california and we're in co- like you know semi-coastal california what what do you think would happen if like in the south or the midwest fourth of july came around and their governors were like no you can't go outside what are you talking about? Fourth of July. Georgia and Florida are like, yeah, man, we're over this. That's what I'm saying. It's like Georgia, <laughs> Georgia and Florida is the guy at the party that for some reason takes his shirt off and is like standing on the roof getting ready to jump in the pool. <laughs> we're like, oh, that's not a good idea. But if he makes it, we're all probably going to hey, do it. Hey, those are YOLO states, man. Come on. I mean, you know, they're going to do it. <laughs> I guess. But I just No, nah, it's just kind of cool. I though. just sent, I sent a book to, to – Chris, my brother in New York, after we had a, um, I had a, you know, I had a FaceTime call with him on Friday, had some whiskey and chatted over some stuff. And I sent him this book called The Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts. And um, that's kind of the thing that I think when we're all comfortable and we don't have these kind of threats come up is like, we kind of forget that like, you're not exempt from just like the shit where you see a, a lion take down a gazelle and the girl, the gazelle's like, oh, well, fuck, this is that's that's it you know like we're not exempt from that in nature like this virus a virus comes up and they're like hey like your ass is toast and we think like oh no we're not supposed we're supposed to be exempt from this part of nature <laughs> it's like no no no, oh, no, yeah. no 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 you're you're in it man you're you're an animal you're in the universe you're in you're on this planet you're you're in relationship to nature and, um, you know, I think the confusion a lot that we get into, especially when it's safe, well, we make it seem, you know, we, we convince ourselves that we're safe because we've built cities and come up with drugs and all this stuff is, is like, we forget that, no, you're just a part of this, like, chaotic game. And, like, just because, you know, a lion's not running down the street and snatching your ass doesn't mean nature's going to be like, well, I won't use that, but I'll use something else. Yeah, that's true. And you forget that. Like, you're just like, no, we're good. Like, it's all safe. We're all good. And it's like, no, no, no. You're just here for the ride. Like, you, you better just, you know, be present. Try to enjoy what you got. And like you said, you know, be grateful. Be super grateful. Ah, there's plenty to be grateful. I mean, well, what even in this situation when people are suffering and stuff, you know, I told you when we were over at the house, you know, I, my sister's the only one that's got a, well, my, my brother has a job still, but only two of the, or only one of the three that he had. But my sister, out of my whole my whole family, is the only one that has a job still. And right. um, you know that's that's wild. Like that's some like history book shit. Oh, this will go in the history book. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you remember reading in the history books, like oh, people were suffering like this, and this is what happened. And you're like, wait, that happened, and now we're sitting in this, and we're like, holy <laughs> shit, this this happens. Like this is it's not just like it wasn't an accident, like. The world's chaotic. We go in these weird cycles of like everything feels fine. Oh, we're all you know. We're actually all in the meat grinder. It, it's but a cycle. I, this is like a this is a super interesting one because you're thinking like the so like general generationally this is like going to be our big thing. Like it was nine eleven. Now it's coronavirus, and you're going to look back and be like, well, what did people do? It's like, well, um. They basically just didn't go to work. People went to the store. A lot of people lost jobs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they just they just stayed home and watched cable TV and went on the Internet. And they made TikTok videos. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went down. Uh... Like, oh, yeah, there were, let's see, there's, there's been uh, 1,970 deaths in L.A. as of today. So... None of it the homeless population who does not exhibit social distancing at all. Well, did you hear the argument that because they are in contact with virus, like they're in contact with more. Um, they're more immune. Well, that their immune systems are probably more robust. And then also that they're in the sun a lot. So their vitamin D, they don't have like there's no vitamin D deficiency within the homelessness population. Actually, and then I saw something this morning. I, I don't watch the news very often mainly because of the stuff I end up seeing. But I watched the news this morning and like in San Francisco in front of like the, I don't know, maybe it's a city hall or like some kind of major building. They blocked off a street and they set up these like 
uh, these squares for homeless people to put their tents in while they're waiting for hotel rooms to open for them. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Like that's I, I, that to me seems. Why weren't you taking care of them in the first place? <laughs> Why are you taking care of them at all? But, well, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, don't, the, I don't know. You already know where I stand on this no, issue. I know. We've uh, every 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 fucking podcast we Everyone do comes knows. up to homelessness. So let's just leave it alone. <laughs> but it's a lot of money goes into these bums. Well, and that's, but that's the thing is like it, it's just a weird thing that this is the thing where they've decided to really like kind of act on it in a weird way i know know this is like a way to this is a way to get rid of that excessive fee it's like if i had uh if i had a vehicle that i couldn't afford and all of a sudden they're like hey you know what if you want to just get rid of it you don't have to pay for it anymore i'd be like okay it's gone Hmm. like we can't afford the bums we can't afford anything we can just kind of up to the desert with (laughs) you Into the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to Thunderdome them right away. We can let them choose that. But, like, we already let the prisoners out so they didn't get sick. Oh, man. It's just silliness. I just think about, like... I kind of like it. I think... Can you think of how funny the movies are going to be when, like, this is all said and done and, like, people can start laughing about it without being judged? Where the videos are going to be like... I laugh about it now, man. Like, I, I watch comedy stuff and I think it's fucking hilarious when people have because the comedy is all based on people's like you were saying rigid views like if you have a rigid view around this like like i was saying oh don't kill your grandma like the people who are saying that shit are so like strict in their view of how this is affecting things that i don't know it's it's comical you have to you have to laugh at them yeah i kind of laugh at everybody unfortunately right the um, actually speaking of laughing, so I was watching this thing on Saturday night or on uh, net, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I was on the YouTube, the Google machine, and uh, these Saturday Night Live videos came mm-hmm. up. And there was one, and it was John Cena wearing a football jersey. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to see what this is about. And so I watch it, and it's got John Cena and these two other people, and they're doing like a um, like a panel discussion mm-hmm. for a final exam at University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a science question. And he goes on there and he's like, he's like, yeah, I just want you guys to know that uh, if I don't get an A plus on this, I'm not playing in the bowl game against Washington next week. <laughs> they're like, oh, yes, sir. And so like they go through and they're like, we want to go over everyone's questions so the board knows what we're looking at. And the one guy's got this quantum physics question. And this the girl's got some like electron movement, you know, question. And then John Cena's question with his football jersey is bananas. <laughs> no, it's are bananas yummy? That was his question. <laughs> and so, like, they post up all these, like, really in-depth scientific diagrams with all this vocabulary. And then they get to John Cena, and it's like the peanut butter jelly time banana dancing. That's hilarious. Oh, it was super funny. Oh, I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is perfect. This is what makes me happy. Yeah. Making fun of athletes. Making fun of student athletes. Yeah. Goofy comedy. That's good stuff. I don't know how they're going to, I don't yeah. know how they're going to goof on, I mean, that's a hard one. Like, how are we going to goof on this virus thing? They're not going to goof on the virus. They're going to goof on the people who are responsible. Yeah. Or who are, who are constantly in the media, like the, the health advisor for the sit for uh, LA County. Who looks like the freaking crypt? No, I know everybody's everybody's goofing on her right now. They're like, "How the fuck can we well, listen just, to this lady? Look at her! Like, oh my god!" I bet she's vegan. I don't know, but <laughs> damn, she's pale. Her her lips. Do you see how dry her lips are? They're all white and cracked. I'm like, she needs, this girl needs she, she needs, needs some water. water. <laughs> Actually, the best part, my favorite part of all of these. Um, all these like crisis updates that they've been putting on the news. And oh, stuff. I don't watch that. Shit is this, anymore. is this, Oh, I do. I, I mute it. I don't care, but I like watching the sign language interpreter. Oh yeah. <laughs> because they make like the best faces and they got these crazy gestures. Yeah. That always confounds me. I thought about that when the, when this first started, I was like, why? Okay. If you're doing sign language, does your face need to be that expressive? Like their faces <laughs> do the weirdest contortions. And I'm like, like, it doesn't make it easier to lip read when you're doing that. 
I think it does. I think That's it does because, like, the more exaggerated movements, the easier. There's it is a lot of tongue work. Kind of tell they do a lot of tongue work when they're when they're mouthing stuff. Like the tongue just goes everywhere. Oh. <laughs> just seen it flick around a lot. I'm like, dang, that doesn't look like it's easy to read. And aren't they looking at your hands anyways? Like, why are you being? It's fun to watch, though. That's like, like I said, that's my favorite part of watching these announcements. Yeah. I'm just watching the sign language guy. Oh, oh man, they get that's after super it. entertaining. But, yeah, hey, so um, did you see where Joe Rogan sold his podcast off to Spotify? Yeah, I did see that. Hundreds million dollars. Oh, is that what? I didn't see the money. Yeah, hundred hundred million dollars. There you go. Do you know what? So that's the thing, though, is you get that kind of money. That's that. Um, what's what's the word? Um, not go fuck you. What's it called? Like, uh, it's like where you have so much money you don't you don't have to listen to anybody anymore. What's that called? I don't know. Like, fuck you, like, fuck you, money or something like that. What do they call it? <laughs> Basically, where you can say anything you want and like. Like and there's no repercussions that can really harm you because you got so much money. Yeah, hundred million. I mean, uh, you you're pretty set at a hundred million. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna want for much. I mean, he's what been the number one podcast for a decade. Actually, I was I was gonna say reading, but I don't read. I listen to books. Uh, but I was listening to this book, and they were saying that, like they were talking about needs and wants and how people, uh, how, the, how those have changed over time mm. and how like from 1970s to today, we actually make more money. Like even when you look at like inflation and stuff, we make more money now, but we're like significantly as a, as a community or as a group of people, significantly less happy and less fulfilled. Because we spend on things instead of activities. Yeah, that's a lot of like what they were saying. They were saying, but you get money and then what you start doing is instead of being happy with what you have, you start looking at, oh, well, you know, I should have a nicer car. I should be driving a luxury car. I should have this or I should have that. And so you start spending your money to keep up with this like false. Keeping uh, up with the Joneses. Like, yeah, I guess. You don't do that, though. But like the problem is the Joneses are like these these make believe people on the Internet now. The Joneses aren't the people that live next door. The Joneses are like some dumb dumb on the internet that's like, oh, look at these shoes I got that cost $1,500. Aren't they the best? Mm. Like, oh, uh, no. I mean, I think we're, they seem kinda I think dumb. we're probably ex- excluded from that. I'm not. I, I always want to like the next best thing. Really? Yeah. I just never get it because mm. <laughs> I know it's not going to make me happy, but I want it. It depends on how it pertains to my life. So like, like what? So like, I don't know. I'll spend on, it depends. I'll get caught up sometimes. Like sometimes I'll think I'll need like a piece of equipment or something to do something better. Like whether it be like a drawing right. tablet or, or a program or, uh, or something like that. Sometimes I'll get caught up in that kind of marketing, but most of the marketing, okay. most of the stuff that I want to keep up with is like, um, you know, McDonald's has the new whatever or <laughs> the McRib. Is yeah, that. like that kind of bullshit market. I don't. Yeah. And then like when I see other people that have stuff, I'm trying to think like who I, who I admire. The people I admire, it's not the things they have. It's what they do. So like Jocko or like Rogan or like Tim Ferriss, like those all those podcast guys are like the, the guys who like are like life optimizers. Uh-huh. I'm envious of those guys, like how they are able to just yeah like like wealth or 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 doing well in whatever they're doing is like a byproduct but just just the ability to like focus and work on your craft in a way that's beneficial to both you and the people around you that that is super i'm i'm super envious of that like that's i want to keep up with those joneses and i fall short like i'm so terrible at it <laughs> like that's where i'm in debt like i'm in extreme um, just like a com- I guess accomplishment in getting what I want done debt but at okay. the same time like right now th- that's kind of what I, you know glass half full perspective I'm spending a lot more time being creative right now because there I don't go. have to show up at a job so like all my creative energy is just like overflowing into my 
in, to me. And so, like, I have to put it in places. Like, I don't really have a choice. Whereas before, like, I'd get home at the end of the day. I'd had, I had some creative outlet. And then I'm a little – I'm tired from the work day. And, like, I can make excuses of why I'm not going to do this anymore. But right now, I don't have any other creative outlet. Um, so, so, like, it just – it's like, a, you know, it's like a filling up your cup. You have to – like, you have to overflow it into, into something. I can see that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Like, the hardest thing, like, because I'm still working, just working from mm-hmm. home, which is, like, so not my cup of tea. Like, I don't like working. Right, because home. you like people. I need to get, a, I need to get away yeah, from Yeah, you home. like people. Well, I like, like, routine. And I like the structure. And I think that's why I work in schools, because I like knowing that I will start at 8. I will eat it. Yeah, but you can do that yourself. I will have lunch at twelve. Um, no. <laughs> are you saying? Are you I just can't. saying, unequivocally, you are incapable of doing that for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm incapable <laughs> because when I'm home, like when I'm home, it's not. I can't focus on stuff like that because, like, getting the kids through their schooling and checking off my little to-do list, like I don't hit the timers like I do throughout my normal day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in, like I go to work, I know I got five rounds, basically, is how I look at it. So I complete my five rounds, and then at the five rounds, my day is mm-hmm. done. And so when, I got, when I'm home, then all of a sudden I don't have rounds like that. It's just one marathon of a round. So why don't you just segment the one thing into several things? Because I have some little humans that don't play the same game as me. And I have to cater to them because they're sociopaths. Hmm. <laughs> treat them like your student. They have their they have their treat own. Treat them agenda. like your students, you know. Give them referrals and shit. <laughs> oh, who am I gonna refer them to? A fucking bedroom. I don't know. <sighs> That's what they want. Oh yeah. That's how they yeah. win. That's their fun spot, huh? They're like, what? I can get out of doing my schoolwork if I act like a little turd. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm trying to bribe them. I'm bribing them with Disney Plus. Mm. So I'm like, if you guys get all your schoolwork done for the next two weeks, we'll get Disney Plus for the whole summer. But they've already pissed it away this week, so they're going to have to try another two weeks starting Monday. Well, I mean, incentive is important for sure. Can't just be, you know. But, you know, it's hard for them, too. It's hard for kids because, like, these little psychos, they're used to going to school and being at school for six hours a day, seven hours a day at least running and playing and and doing stuff independently of mm-hmm. each other and now they're like they're trying to do the same or they're trying to do different work at the same table i'm like well that's not fair that assignment's fun yeah and i want to do her work and how come she gets the easy work and you're like i'm a terrible oh. parent i can't explain it to you <laughs> like i'm like because i'm like she gets easier work because your teacher hates you <laughs> <laughs> that's clearly the only reason she would do that is because she hates you man but yeah it's uh i don't know i just like the structure of of my of work yeah even with all the headaches and stuff that you get like the structure of it is like awesome for me yeah i never really cared for structure that way i mean i'm more of a free thinker um i like big big chunks of work time that don't really have a beginning or end point that's why when i sit down to sketch or draw something i just sit and then whenever i can't keep my eyes open or whenever my hand stops working then then i guess it's time to stop break time and then uh yeah yeah so i mean the the whole office thing like this this is actually like i said this has been it's kind of a double-edged sword you know like yeah it sucks that I don't have a, a job right now. And, but, um, you know, it's kind of giving, it's, it's a good perspective. Like it's good to look, be able to look at yourself without any interruption and be like, well, what are you really like? Who, who are you really? You know, you know, I saw a documentary where a guy was doing that. He actually saw his reflection in a spoon and he was like, who am I? <laughs> what are you talking about Derek Zoolander? <laughs> oh yeah. You've seen that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have it's got a really, it's got a really it's great inspirational message, but... yeah for sure but uh yeah you know i don't know i'm at that point like 
and that's the thing is like i'm asking questions that i wouldn't have asked before like you know i we we talked about this when i was over at the house this what the hell am i going to do next you know yeah i got plenty of time to think about it i'm just trying not to get caught up in like a ferris wheel of like having the same thoughts or 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 going around around the same ideas over and over again like i'm trying to really go through some mental experiments of like is that going to work like what would i do that how's that going to work how's that going to play out in the long run you know and you know before you don't have the time you don't have the time to do that cuz you got to go work so right. now it's just it's like i said it's it sucks man it sucks i still haven't gotten a paycheck so it's like yeah that's terrifying i'm like i'm literally existentially scared of that but um at the same time like i've got so i've got a lot of brain power available um to put towards things so hopefully i'll figure it out you know i forgot to bring up i was with melissa's yeah, parents the other day yesterday actually and i forgot to uh bring it up to them the um the uh what you said about about teachers not needing me not needing to take those tests anymore or have the masters anymore is that just california yeah, well, because I don't think all states require that the same shenanigans. Hmm. California requires like a gauntlet of tests. But they're gone now, and so yeah, they're they have uh, as of now removed when they those started that requirements. When did they start yeah. removing it? Uh, I think it was like a no May the first of so May. So very recently. Yeah, hmm. and so basically, what they did was the test like the proficiency test that you would take uh, before being like a substitute teacher or something. They got rid of that test, which is basic. Yeah. My bro- uh, yeah, reading, my writing, and, math. That. <laughs> and then, and then after you take that test, then you can go, you can be admitted into a, most credential programs. But now it's just um, bachelor's and then a, credential program. Well, yeah. And then there's this other test, which is called a C set, which is subject specific. So, uh, if you want to teach art or you want to teach science, or you want to teach English. Now what they do is they use your undergraduate coursework to determine if you're eligible to teach those classes. Mm-hmm. And so the good news about it is, I mean, those tests are like $180 a piece and you have to take a minimum of two, usually three or four in order to get credentialed in a subject. So, you know, you're saving, you know, damn near a thousand dollars because you're probably going to fail one of them. The first time so now what, you just have to take so you're saving a thousand. So now you just have to take a, a subjected credential course. Yeah, you can just you go in. No, you don't take a subject credential course. You'll go in and you take your credential course where it would either be a single subject or a multiple subject. So single subject if you want to teach like middle school or high school, multiple subject if you want to teach elementary school. Hmm. And then you just go through your curric your curriculum for your teaching credential uh, based off hmm. of that. So I think it's gonna, it's a lot of hoops. It's saving a lot of hoops for people to yeah, jump people through, keep, making it a little bit I mean, easier. I mean, you know, the, I have so many teachers around me, like you, Melissa's mom, Melissa's dad. It's like, make, they're just like, teach, you should go teach. I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I think we say that because Ms. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's it's really cool, but it it does take like a different kind of like you have to have because a game face. You have to yeah, go in even there. Yeah, if I and, was like, to teach, like it has to be something that I enjoy. Like I don't know. Like I imagine if I ever got really really good at jujitsu, I could like I would totally be down with coaching that. Or like, yeah, that would be great. You would make like eight dollars an that's hour. That's why it's not realistic, you know, unless. Unless you're really passionate about it, something like that. For me, it's just a hobby. But, um, you know, in terms of like art, but I was telling even, I was talking to uh, Melissa's dad and he's like, listen, he's like, art's an elective. And, you know, unless, yeah, he's like, those get cut and and it depends on the enrollment and it depends on like, you know, it's not, it's just not a stable thing. And it's like, well, I don't know. I guess I could do history, but. but here's the thing, like, it, you know, you talk about how much you enjoy jujitsu and how you'd be able to coach that. You have to look at other avenues where you could take that and you could work with 
you could get into it. Let's say you went to a high school and you were teaching and you got in with a wrestling coach. And one of the things that they focus on in their wrestling is yeah, maybe just be like, be like an assistant some wrestling of the, coach. So, so now what you're doing is instead of work, instead of teaching five periods a day, you're going to teach four and then coach right. for a period. So like it all, I mean, it's, if that's what you're passionate about, that's what you do. Like I got into teaching because yeah, I love that's kind of that, that is a nice little built-in benefit. So yeah, I mean that's like twenty percent of my job. How many coaches coaching. do you think there are that the only reason that they're teaching is so they can coach? <laughs> it depends mm-hmm. what sport or what level. Like there's some people who coach because they're like, well, they needed a coach. And that's one of the things that happens, like, especially when you're new into teaching, you know, the, the reduction in force comes through, uh, you know, March, April, they start telling people they're not coming back. And so you got to find ways to be valuable. And if that means, if that means you need to go be an assistant coach or you need to be a head coach or you need to be the academic pentathlon coach or whatever, you start putting yourself out there to be as valuable as possible because it all comes down to numbers. And the more you do, the more likely you are to be there. Well, those are definitely things to consider. Plus, like I told you, man, if you really wanted to do it, it's not cheap, but I did an online teaching program. Hashtag National University. In like six months, you said, right? <laughs> I, from, I think it was six months from the day I started till I was in a classroom. And then how long like, stu- yeah, like how student, long is your teaching? student teaching? A semester. One semester? Yeah. And then you can get, and then you get a class. And then you get like to teach teach and then you're and then you're a full-blown teacher jesus unless you went about it unless you went about it from a internship and you went and taught in like an area like a, a high need what are area. high needs areas you know the science uh, and math title one schools oh high needs in terms math, of like, air, like actual location right well science and math are always going to give you a benefit and a lot of districts will pay you uh incentives like you'll get like a signing bonus for science and math. So you get like a science and math signing bonus. Um, nothing That's what locally. Tom said. That's what Melissa's but... dad said. He was like, I was, a, I was a history major. He's like, but I looked at what jobs are most needed in teaching and most stable. He's like, well, I guess I'm going to be a math teacher. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, I mean, that's why I teach science. Because when I first got my credential, I was like, oh, well, I've got a political science degree. And they're like, okay, well. There's two political science classes or two political science teachers at each school. And those jobs come open about once every Jesus. 20 years. So like, you got to be able to teach something else. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, what am I qualified to teach? And then kind of the thing is, and it's the good thing about those C sets that they're not having anymore, or they're not mandatory is that you can test into mm-hmm. a subject. So I knew enough about, the human body to be able to pass Mm. the science test, you know, or, and, and then to, I had to study a lot to pass the biology and then the other, all the other credentials that I have, but I was able to just, I was able to just study my way through math, but it's, Oh my gosh. I, I, no, I I was always in advanced math classes, but then I would, when I got, when I got older, I started failing them because I just, I was so bored. I would not go to class anymore. Well, let me tell you the good news about math. You wouldn't have to worry about teaching the advanced stuff. You'd be teaching introduction to algebra because that's where the most jobs are. Yeah. I don't know. Well, all stuff to think about for sure. The other avenue, the other avenue would be to get my MFA and then try to go try to get a job teaching art at a at a college or try to get in with some art department somewhere. Yeah, that costs a lot of money. Yeah, I mean it's expensive. The only the only way you can work without it being expensive is experience. Yeah. So take like a, you know, take a position where you well, can learn something of instead of I'm trying to I'm trying to put things together. You know, I've got a decade of experience in retail. I've got a, almost a decade of experience in uh, design and marketing. Oh, you know what though? Speaking of that. Like if you did get a teaching credential, a lot of schools have this big push right now for uh, career technical education. Mm-hmm. They call it CTE. And so you could bring your design and marketing experience 
and add those classes to classes you could teach where you could basically just create your own class about marketing and how to how to do graphic design or how to do you know product specific designs and things like that you like i don't know anything about it so i don't even know where to start but you could literally create your own course because of your um experience in the field yeah that'd be interesting That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I think for step one is just, I, I just need to read more stuff on the credential programs, see what's going on. Like I said, they're not cheap, but it's, it's four yeah. week courses. And that's the only, that's how I could, I was like, I can do anything for four weeks at a yeah. time. And they gave me all the work on like day one. So like, I remember I did one class. I did the whole class in a week because I was in Cabo for the last three weeks of it. Yeah. I'd probably do something similar just hammer it all out and be done yeah right now i'm like i'm probably like 60 percent do that like go get a credential i'm probably like 30 percent go back into my industry in some aspect and then like Mm -hmm. 10 percent go go to the police academy Nah, you wouldn't want no, to be a I know. cop. You know what's funny is I talked to my bud who's a cop for Santa Ana and he's telling me, he's like, listen, he's like, you'd kill the, you'd kill the course. He's like, you'd kill the, um, the physical. He's like, no problem. You're, you're the type of person who'd be a, a perfect cop. He's like, but he's like, you're, you're have to, he's like, this is the worst part. You have to deal with so much bullshit. He's like so much drama, yep. so much backstabbing, so much. And then he's like, and then you're a rookie. He's like, you've got to deal with all that stuff of like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's that whole thing. Yeah. Where it's like, ugh. plus you got to think if you're a cop, every inter- 90% of your interactions with people are the worst part of their day. Yeah. Like you are yeah. the worst part of their day. That's not fun. No. Nobody wants to be that. Yeah. I would say though, like, are considering getting a teaching credential don't do it if you're 60 percent no. sure i want to do something i want to just do like every job where, like it I'm will in, try you i want to be in service like you know there's a um there's a quote from uh dan crenshaw that that uh that senator the um with the, with the eye patch you know what i'm talking about he's a no texas he's a senator about. from texas and uh he was a navy seal and then he um no, he, became a pirate. no, he lost his eye, and then now he's a senator. But he, uh, in one of his books, he writes, you know, you need a mission in life, and once once you've finished one mission, he's like, you gotta you gotta pick up another mission. He's like, and if you don't know, if you're having trouble figuring out what your mission is, like, go help people, like, do something in service of someone else. I think things like that, like, like I think that's why my brain's going there, like, police teacher. I, I mean, I'm even thinking of like, just like working for like the city water department or something. You know what I mean? Like doing a service because I feel like too, huh? No. Listen, mother. No, Teresa. I don't mean being, no, I don't mean being charitable. You... I mean, actually doing things that people need done. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of no, like, right. Okay. So like no. my career does not, right. Does so my career for compute. the past, what, seven years has been in, product marketing which like people don't technically need to buy shit like that's not you know you're just convincing them they need to buy shit they don't need usually but but the people signing your paycheck needed you to yeah market but I, mean, that product. I think the idea would be, is like it's more i just think it could be more fulfilling if you know when you think about what you're doing and like like in your in your case you know you've told me about students that come back and thank you well, it's not yeah, just it's cool. cool. It's like important. What? No, it's cool. <laughs> That's it. You're the one. You're always sitting there downplaying because, your role in society yep. because you don't want to take responsibility. <laughs> you have, you're like, no, I didn't fuck these kids up. They did it on you their have, own. You have, <laughs> you have you have one kid. You have you have one. Let's see. You, let's say you have five kids that come back over the course of like a seven year, ten year career. Like, okay, so I see 500, I have 500 kids in my classes a year. 
And 1% of that 500 in the last 10 years, oh my gosh, the numbers, they're crazy. There's way more donkeys than there are uh-huh. gyms, that's for sure. But you know what? It, when it's all said and done, we were uh-huh. all 14. Everybody was 14. We know what that's like. I know what that's like. Uh-huh. That's why I don't get mad at them. That's why, like, it's cool that they make bad choices and they do stupid things. And I just let them know they're being stupid and they're making bad choices. And then we carry on yeah. with life. That's fine. But it, there, it's all like the, it's all just in the, the way you take it. Like, if you take it, if I took it personally, every time a kid made a mistake or every time a kid was a complete donkey or, like, if a kid failed my class because he hated doing the work, like, mm. I don't take that personal. He just has to make his own bad choices. I got to make my bad choices. I'm not going to take that away from them. <laughs> Actually, how is this? So like all the kids now, like in my school or my district, the way we're doing it, no one is getting an F for this uh, what? semester. The lo- yeah, That's no Fs will right. be given. I have kids that have, they had, they had a 0% when we left, but they are not getting F. If instead of an F, what? you get an incomplete Everybody else gets to choose if they want to, to – it's pass, no pass. Actually, it's pass, incomplete. Those are our grades. So you either get an incomplete or you get a pass. But if you have like an A or a B and you think that letter will help your GPA for college, then we'll give you a letter grade. That's terrible. I don't know. It's it's a little bit of work for me, but for the most part, like I don't care. Yeah, but I mean, you're, 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 <laughs> like, are you not – like teaching them to but then but then because there's hard times it's none of the work i feel like that's the opposite of the lesson to be learned isn't the lesson to be learned isn't the lesson to be learned here when times are so hard and you fuck like and you still fail like failing is is what okay never mind i mean i don't know well the the thing is though if you you can't fail a kid who's not doing work because what if they don't have access what if they don't have computers what if they don't have access to the internet? So that's the responsibility. So if that's they the don't have access, of the institution to then come up with an alternative. That's what we did. We tried to give. We gave Chromebooks to every kid, and those that didn't have internet access, we gave them free hotspots, Wi-Fi okay. hotspots to use. But if they didn't get it, if for some reason they didn't get it or they weren't able to get it at those dates, then we're. But saying, if you gave wow, it to all really them, if you gave it to all them, then how do they not have it? Uh, I would say in our school with 2,500 kids in it, we have like, I think we have 17 that didn't have access or that still have the work printed out for them. Okay. But yeah, man. but the thing is like, those are your options. You, you, you pass with a letter, you pass with a pass or mm. you get an incomplete. Okay. I don't know. I, can't, I guess I can't have it. I'm not in it, so I don't. I think I, I think I have I somewhere to go. Well, with I mean, that. I can't. I, I can't have an opinion that, on that either because I guess I'm not in it. But just based on like principle, that doesn't that doesn't seem useful <laughs> to to growing up. Is like, I mean, the hardest time I had in my Actually, life, Mark, I was in high in. school, and I had a point seven five that year. I got F's in no, everything. Look at you. I was terrible. You made it. But, yeah, but man, it's it, you. But but they let you in make the summer, it up. Yeah. But but yeah. that's like the lesson there is like, oh. y- like the world doesn't just stop for you. like the world doesn't just all of a sudden sudden change and become soft for no. you just because things. That's so. It does. Up, man. It does. That's so does. weird. Look at what happened. Everyone stayed. Everyone stayed in their house. Everyone got locked inside March thirteenth, and they've they're still in there. The world did shut down. The world did stop for them and all of their issues. I don't know. This is just so counterintuitive to like, I I feel like the way I I was. I just think like, I think like for the, you know, you have those seniors who every year we get like the senior F list, like, uh oh, we got to get these kids squared away because they're going to fail. They're not going to graduate. They're not going to get the walk. And then this year the letter came out where it said like, all seniors will be passing. (laughs) <laughs> no one is going to not yeah so you know what all the slapdeck seniors that we're going to fail anyway are doing right now they're going out every night getting drunk with their friends 
Yeah, but at least they had a consequence. Now there's nothing. Now they're like, oh, cool. I can still dick off and do the worst, be basically be the worst person I can be at this age. And and there's still no consequence. Like, that's so terrible. I don't know. They'll be all right. I don't think so. They'll figure it out. They didn't. We'll just it give them the excuse of they didn't get to have. I don't their think prom. they'll be all right. I actually don't think they'll be all right. <laughs> I think I think that those individuals are are not going to be all right in the long run. Nah, they're resilient. They'll be fine. Man, this is so weird. So weird. Everything's topsy turvy. Like, what did we get? To, what did we get to do Turn when nine eleven happened? They sent us home for the day. I remember that. No, they didn't. No, we our didn't coaches came and said, go back home. Remember, we were it was early lifting day. No, yeah, that's that's because we were in the weight room at 6 in the or 5.30 yeah. in the morning. And then they said, go home. And then, and then we're like, we were like, why? They're like, you got to go home. And then we, we went did back go back to, to school. school that day? Fuck, I yeah, we had school that. that day. They just let us out of the weight room. Yeah, really? we went back to school that day, and the, they kept saying on the they kept saying on the announcements for the teachers not to show the TV, and to carry on with business huh. as usual. And I was like, that seems kind of impossible to do. Like, I feel like this is a major <laughs> talking point. We're gonna we're gonna consider this a ba- teachable if, moment. So even even in our high school day, if a coronavirus thing happened, and then so. <laughs> Would they have just been like, hey, we're not talking about this today. Go to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corona what? Actually, I, I remember telling the kids in my class, like, it was a few months before it happened. I was like, listen, guys, if this coronavirus thing comes through and they cancel school, I was like, Mr. Parsons is going to have Cabo virus. I'm going to be sitting on the beach somewhere hanging out. <laughs> I didn't realize they were going to close yeah. all the beaches. Well, Huntington and Newport are open. Yeah, but there's no parking. We went down there. We went to CDM. You can still park in the streets. Yeah, just walk on down. The, you know that oh, hill? Yeah. You just walk down to little CDM and uh, beaches are open, bruh. Hmm. be fun. I, I think, they, I like clo- I think they closed the wedge. be fun. They did that, er- they, they did that early. Uh, I don't surf the I don't wedge. know what San Clemente is doing. San Clemente was strict on all this really early. San Clemente is part of the open for yeah. activity beaches. <laughs> Huntington no, and Newport uh, are heavy red uh, cities. They, they were like, no, f- fuck it. <laughs> They're like, no, we're staying open. <laughs> yeah. No, we got no time for this. Sorry, we can't shut the doors. Just They're like, make motherfucker, sense. we're driving yachts. <laughs> we ain't closing shit. <laughs> Drive my yacht to the store. I was. I was down in Newport like two weeks ago with my family. And uh, I'm telling you, babe, the fucking bay was, or the, the um, I don't even know what you call that. What's like the little area in there between Lido? You call it... Yeah, the harbor was just, it the was harbor? full of like these super yachts and shit. People were toasting, having, people were renting dinghies, having Not good rich times. people problems. No oh, one man. wearing a mask. We can't hang hey, out in public? No all right, let's all get on the yacht. Listen, I went to the donut store this morning with the girls and we put our masks on in the car and we went in and we got our delicious treats at the donut store and it was cool. And I spent $20 on donuts and a breakfast burrito. But, you know, it's okay because it was delicious and it was just felt like business as usual, except they didn't have the Mm. coffee that I like. so I had to get some different kind of coffee with way more caffeine. And now that one might be my new favorite. Yep. Were you, were yeah. you uh, surfing donuts? That's the one I like there too. I was. That Black Tiger. Carol yeah. Bassman. Yeah, that was shoot. a good one. Um, Not on the but Black yeah, man, Tiger. I'll tell you, you, go down to Newport for a little bit. Spend, spend a day down in Newport. You'll feel like nothing's wrong. Yeah. Good. Everybody's just business then. as usual. They got margaritas for pickup. Yeah. That's actually my that, – I think the drive-through or, like, the alcohol to go might be it's my wonderful. favorite thing of the coronavirus. Because that's – they're not nope. going to be able to take that away. That's one of those things that once you green light that, that's going to oh, yeah. – that's here to stay. Well, that's the thing I posted the other day about um, uh, Inc. Magazine. 
had a little post about, you know, now that there's a precedent set for uh, at-home work and we know we don't need to be in offices and shit, like, what are you going to tell people? Like, come to the office? Like, why? Yeah. negative like, negative for, for what again? like do you want to give me a convincing <laughs> argument and if you don't you just be like or if they do push on it you just be like you know what i'm actually feeling a little bit um uh, insecure about coming in the office uh or just lie or or just lie and be like that's it man that's one of the we were i was talking about that the other day with somebody with uh you know when teachers start going back to work because you have such an aging population that teaches and they're going to be in there and they're not going to be comfortable coming back. They're going to say they don't feel comfortable to come back to school with, with I, all I those mean, kids. You set the precedent. If you wanted to be cowards, right. And set this precedent, then you got to deal with the consequences that you can't be like, Oh, pick your shield back. Now that you've, now that we're all not, you know, now that we're all afraid or not yeah. afraid as much anymore, pick your shield back up and get back to work the way it used to be. It's like, no, no, no. You gave people a precedent for Exactly. You let us now be scared. Allowed. So We're what, allowed what to we be do? scared you, now. You want me to waste my time? Nope. I'm going to drink. <laughs> Negative. Can't I drink it. your milkshake. <laughs> like, sorry, there's a uh, drive through alcohol on the way to work. Not going to be able to come yeah, in. And then people are going to be like, oh, you're taking advantage of the situation. It's like, oh, I'm taking advantage of this situation. Okay. No, I took advantage of the last one too. <laughs> well, you better watch it. I'm all I'm all about taking advantage of situations. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a brave new world. I'm optimistic. I you know, I just be- I, I think like I said, it's a kind of a double edged sword, but I think I'm more optimistic about this review. This it reveals like wh- where you stand as a person. You know, if you get along with what you're doing and you just keep keep on keeping on, like you're good. But I think the people who, you know, there's going to be some people yeah. who are, who are, they're going to have a hard time. But I think, you know, the majority of people are just going to be like, all right, well, let's keep on going. Like, oh, that was cool. It was cool. I'm, I'm over Corona, though. I'm super over Corona. I just need to throw that out there. Like, yeah, I'm you said super that in the beginning. The <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I know we've talked about some other things. I just need to. To put my emphasis on that, I am Ooh, super here's something. Over so, it. what is the say things all open back? Like, okay, okay. First of all, so what's the best case scenario? Everything's back open, no restrictions. When next year? January next January. year. January when they have a quote viable uh, vaccine, viable and maybe mandatory uh, vaccine. I don't think they can make it mandatory. That's back on the, like, that's like, uh, what's it called? My body, my decision. Oh, but they kind let that, the, the the lefties let go of that whole thing through all this. They they. Oh yeah, oh, like let, me too thing. That? All that. That's all gone now. All they care about is can we track you? We want to know if when you've been tested, can we track your location? Make sure we know where you are, in case we need to come lock you up. And then number two was. Um, is you know it's irresponsible to not get vaccinated against this. It's, you're you're being selfish. But it's but it's not irresponsible to not get a smallpox vaccine no, or you're, whatever. You're going to be don't getting. be irresponsible. You you've, you you got to protect others. Maybe you were willing to take the risk, but you're going to kill somebody's grandma. So now you got to take this vaccine, or we're going to arrest you. They talked about it. They said it was early on. They said that they were thinking about uh, a program where if you tested positive or or were not vaccinated that you could literally be they would come like basically door knocking and like oh we you know we've been tracking you you had exposure to someone uh and you're not self-quarantining so we have to do it for you like that was the talk early so we'll see what happens because that's gonna be wild when someone comes knocking on your front door saying hey we got to protect your family from you come on with us i need i need them to make sure that every inmate in the prison system has been vaccinated before I'll be willing <laughs> well, to. Well, the inmates aren't one. in the prisons anymore. It's citizens. So. <laughs> well, they still got yeah, a couple in a couple. there. Most of the people but are, you know. Guess what? They, they, they have less rights than me because they've been convicted of not following the rules. So go ahead. As soon as all of them have been vaccinated and they all seem to be showing promise, 
and not getting sick, then you can come knock on my door. But if there is one inmate that hasn't been vaccinated, I'm out. So best case. Actually, I don't know. I, I get the flu vaccine every year. Like, I'm not afraid of a vaccine, but I'm not. You can't make me do you. something because that just turns me into no, a donkey and I won't do it. Like, I know how I am. If you say, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, okay. If you say, you have to do this? I'm going to be like, ugh. It doesn't really work for me. But remember who's running this shit. You talk about donkeys. Remember the donkeys who are fumbling this football around right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what's going on. But anyways, back to the thing. Best case scenario, back open in January. What's the first thing that you're what what are you looking forward to? I'm I'm saying concerts. I'm gonna go to a, I'm gonna go to a country concert. Actually, we just got noticed yesterday or this morning that uh, we were supposed to go to the Sam Hunt concert at the Five Points, yeah. and that's been so that's, what I, that's the concert I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm gonna miss uh, concerts. On yeah, the those are gone this summer. That's gonna be a bummer. Um, January, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Like, I guess that's still like seven months away. There's a lot of. I know, but you're like, a dreamer. So, dream. Tell me what you're planning on. Tell me what. When uh, everybody steps out of, of their front door and you hear horns honking and people, people clapping and everybody, <laughs> you know, we won, we won. I want to go. You know, I want to be go like, to... it's going to be like the Bulls winning. <laughs> it's going to be like the Bulls winning uh, six, you know? Be like it's gonna be like when Kentucky wins the championship. There Everybody you go. starts burning hey, so what, in the and then, Yeah, what are you gonna do? The uh, all right. So wh- what I want to do as soon as this all is over, as soon as the terrorist of coronavirus has lost, I want to go to an mm. all-inclusive resort with mm. a huge pool by a beach and just sit and have umbrella drinks and go great. surfing. That is like that. That's it. That's, that's so all. Great. That's all I want. That's a good one. And, and maybe some fish tacos, because yeah. I do love fish tacos. At least you didn't say a boat, a cruise. <laughs> yeah, I want to go on a cruise ship <laughs> and, li- and lick the handrails. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap this one up. My, my children are starting yeah. to get Well, it was a good anxious. chat. I think, uh, you know, those first couple, full disclosure to anybody listening, we, we didn't post – our early we, we had a couple of recordings early when this started but you know they were pretty dark so those are going in the trash bin and then uh you know this is i think this is back on track for the rough stock i hope so yeah it's not so, like i got anything else to do this come out we'll i'll post it tomorrow <laughs> and then uh let's just keep it let's start let's start going again awesome all right man i love it